Oh, thanks for hanging out with me at the bars, mates. It's been a been a long one. Just took forever to get the kid to bed. Oh, you're telling I me. I know, right? Uh, go, what, oh. what, what did she what'd she do today? Well, I tell you, it was actually incredible. She was unicycling and juggling at the same time. Very advanced for a four-year-old. No, come on, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. I don't believe... No, you haven't done anything until you've seen your daughter throw a football and then kick a soccer ball and then do a black flip and then catch the very football she just threw. My my daughter hasn't done that yet, but we're very close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you another but. Yeah, oh, you you wouldn't believe what my daughter was going through today. She she was she was pretending to be a doctor, and she made a little stethoscope out of a plastic bag and some crayons. Would you believe it? I would. I don't I, believe it. I I would believe it. I've seen Sandra work before. Oh, and, and, and I didn't leave it with the plastic bag, of course. Supervised oh, the whole time. Not. I mean, come on, what kind of parent? Would I be? What kind of dad would I be if I missed out on my little angel pretending to be a doctor and prescribing puzzle pieces to fix my broken arm? Hilarious. I don't know. Sometimes I think that the kid who swallows too many bags shouldn't grow up to have kids of their own, you know? We just got to let things intervene. <laughs> they, we call that the late stage condom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I like that. I'm taking that. Yeah, but oh, but little little Denise, she's growing up so fast. She's. I think that she was fixing my car earlier. She swapped out the motor oil for canola. It works better. Oh man, I assume I, I'm not really? good with cars. I w- I, wish I gotta I try that. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about getting a new truck. Yeah. Just because it makes me feel like more alive, mm-hmm. you know? Driving this 86 Camry, sure, it's got 440,000 miles. Toyota makes a good car. Oh, all right. Don't get me Anyone who says <laughs> crap about Toyota, don't even, don't even get me started. Toyota makes a good car. I'm thinking about getting a Tundra, though, you know? Sometimes I just need to sit oh, up when, high. When you're I talking feel about like a your man. little girl, are you actually talking about your car? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Nope. No comment on that, but I just I like it when it when it's aggressive, when yep. it's strong, it's independent, when it can move me through traffic. Yep. You know, of course. I'm glad to hear that little Maria is gonna grow up to be strong like a dear old dad, or John dear old dad. <laughs> uh, but but in all seriousness, ten ten a.m. tea time tomorrow, right? Oh, for sure. That's right. right. I got I got a new nine iron. I got to break that in. Oh, I I I I. I Oh, are we talking like, like, like Earl Grey? Am I, am I showing up with Earl Grey? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm borrowing a couple of my wife's dresses so that we can all get into the mood. You bring Mr. your little Penny angels. Feathers is going to be the butler. I like that you thought that we were going down golf. <laughs> tea time. I, I, well, that's what a tea time is, isn't it? No, it's right. ambiguous. <laughs> thought we were gruff guys. We don't, we don't wear Do hats. You know, Manly men. When, okay, so obviously this is the Bandit show. We're all going to just talk about Bandit. But more importantly, <laughs> uh, I got such... Did you guys ever see that? I think it was like... Um, was it like a... Like an SNL bit or like a commercial where... Like, it's that standard uh, girls ogling guys at the park doing, like, oh, sure. like workout shit. And then they mm-hmm. ask the guy who's working out to, like, move to the side because the ones that they're actually ogling are just a bunch of responsible dads. 
like oh, a bunch great. of responsible oh, really awesome. dads like having mm-hmm. tea with their kids and playing catch that's i i've not seen that but that's fantastic i've been led to believe and it's certainly not confirmation bias that the dad bod is in <laughs> i mean you can I mean, vote and i don't if so. you've if you've ever seen my wife is like 10 times out of my league physically and i mean i, I know that the listeners can't see what you see but listeners I mean, imagine a guy, guy. It's, it's, yeah you, you basically got it <laughs> picture imagine some a, man a, 173 pounds of absolutely no muscle. That's that's what you're looking at. Look, not an ounce more muscle than is required. That's efficiency. I can I can lift a finger. But would you Which lift one? that finger for your child? Absolutely. And how uh, long would you be willing to do so? I mean, just enough to go. Don't do that. Yeah, that's all that's required. <laughs> As from what I can tell, that is parenting. That's parenting. Yes. Just uh, let let them explore. Uh, without dying, right? Yeah. It's it's drawing that line of um, <laughs> hey, it's not school with like a couple more guardrails. <clears throat> well, I, I you know I, I heard the expression one time, and and I kind of started to live my life by it. Is that um, effective parenting is letting children do dangerous things supervised? That's hmm. not a terrible. Um, you know, l- let let your kids climb up on the chair. Let your kids uh, explore because uh, if you get scared, they get scared, right? Um, yeah, so allow them to do dangerous things, uh, mm-hmm. but 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 supervise safely. Don't don't let them crack <laughs> their head open, but let them climb the slide, even if they're not quite old enough to climb the slide. They they're... they need that affirmation and that that ability to to do things. Yeah. Right. We'll we'll be, we'll be deferring to your real world judgment uh, a lot this episode, I think. Um, and uh, Ben, if you just want to bring us into the episode, then we can kind of talk uh, talk. No, dads. no. I was thinking we wouldn't just we would just not do the episode. You know. Oh, all right. Now it's just guys, just guys, just, just chat. guys chatting. <laughs> uh, there is a an old home movie of me when I was like you know two or three playing in the creek, and you can see me like walk up to a pile of broken glass, and you could just hear my mom like very wearily say, "Don't, don't touch that." <laughs> yeah. The weary you're, don't you're, do. You're that not going to want that. So critical in this show, and today we are talking about Bluey. Welcome to the Carton Cast. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And my name is Nick. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. You are not Nick Robes. You are the other Nick. <laughs> I'm the other. I'm the, Nick 2.0. I'm, 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 I'm Nick Salvi. Yeah. Nick yeah. disrobed. Mm. Thank you for well, showing uh, up disrobed. <clears throat> That's yes. only something that the three of us know on this video call. <laughs> Again, we, we, uh, listener, imagine a man without a robe. Ooh. <laughs> Mama I'm definitely yeah, not you, wearing a robe. Thank you for joining us. Um, you joined in toward the toward the end of the Empowered Run, and uh, I don't think that we got enough exposure to you, so we wanted to bring you on for the end of the Cartoncast run. Oh, I'm very excited to be your, <laughs> your sloppy ender. I love a sloppy ender. You want, <laughs> you want a retake or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we'll stick with it. Give me a sloppy ender every day. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, this episode of the Carton Cast is called Bluey. Yeah, it, it was hard for me not to hear the voices of the kids as salad fingers every time I oh, heard them talking. Interesting. Yeah, and just, I don't, I guess the one accent that they did for salad fingers, I just, I ported that over <laughs> and no other Australian media. Not normal. You know what's no. interesting about Salad Fingers is I I was late to the Salad Fingers buffet, so to speak. Uh, oh, the Salad yeah. Fingers bar. Mostly and scallions at that point. <laughs> I knew, you know, Herbert from Family Guy before oh, I knew sure. Salad Fingers. So when I saw Salad Fingers, I'm like, this has been done before. Yeah. But then I, without realizing that um, 
Family Guy the, was doing it for the second yeah, the, time. Yeah, the, the creepy pervert old Herbert, guy. Herbert, the, hi there, Marshley Oh, okay. I Man, I love that performance, and I'm frustrated every time <laughs> I like something from Family Guy on general yeah. principles. It hurts. It's, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Um, family Guy season one was fantastic, oh, but yeah. uh, I, I, f- I fell out of love with it. Uh, unlike Bluey, which just released three uh, uh, more episodes on Disney Plus to season three, and we just binged them. Yeah. Uh, as a family, I that's awesome. I cannot get enough of that show. <laughs> However much uh, family intrigue you want to bring to us is up to you. But um, do you do you? I I assume you have children of cartoon watching age. So <laughs> yes, I, I have a six year old son. I His see. name is Lincoln, and we watch we watch Bluey together. Uh, Short a for lot. Lincoln Park, I yeah. assume. Yes, yes, uh, Lincoln Park. Um, Megadeth Salvi is his name. Yeah, that's a good name. Uh, <laughs> that's a good name. <laughs> but uh, Bar keep getting no, uh, his name. His little <laughs> slug is going to play on the major leagues. Oh my god! Uh, he's he's going to be so popular. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, no, we that's just, great. We just we just caught up. Um, I, I I are you guys familiar with uh, you know real speech prof on on all of this on all the socials. YouTube no. and, and and Twitter. He's he's fantastic. Um, if if you haven't if you haven't checked him out, I think like he's he never expected to be famous. Um, so he's got like a slightly different handle across all of the the networks. Sure. Um, but on 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 YouTube where I watch him, I think he's the real speech prof. Um, but he he summed up uh, really really well that Bluey. Is not a children's show. It is a love letter to parents Absolutely. that children can watch. Totally. Um, we, and uh, if you don't mind me jumping off of that, um, we not too terribly long ago watched a Goofy movie, and mm. that it, this gave me very similar feelings of like, look, we're we're all familiar with like um, WB and and on these other kids programming things, like giving us cartoons. That presumably are for kids, but adults can enjoy them. You know, yeah. like Animaniacs, Rugrats used to do this. They would There's have a little spectrum of them. They'd have little jokes in there so that the, the 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 parents watching them could be like, ah, that's not for that's not for Tina. Um, <laughs> but this this is the first show alongside Goofy movie that that made me feel like a parent would feel seen watching it. Like it doesn't just yeah. communicate adult humor. It, communicates adult parent experience is is that absolutely would you say that's that's accurate i think that yeah absolutely um one of the most real episodes of bluey i i we we ever saw was um one when bingo is having trouble uh staying in her in her bed all night oh yeah um and she ends up coming into mom and dad's bed and just having you know these dreams that she's she's traveling around the solar system but it keeps cutting back out to reality um oh. so like this 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 dream she's having of exploring the solar system and her mom is the sun keeping her warm <laughs> and uh but it keeps cutting back out to reality to show dad's just getting kicked in the side the whole time <laughs> yeah or uh, there's there's one bit Very where well. like it's just a close-up on mom's face um and chili's face and then like it slightly zooms out and bingo's just standing right in front of her face <laughs> and she opens her eyes and just screams yeah. like yeah because <laughs> kids do that they just stand right in front of your face when you're sleeping and you open your eyes and suddenly there's this this monster staring at you you <laughs> oh, don't know God. where it came from that episode uh, is so... yeah that is the realest episode of bluey i think uh that's great i think i've ever seen yeah just like 
the 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 constant like I mean like the 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 kids kicking the dad and hearing that dog whimper that you get sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, cuz these this is these are um the the premise of this show is it's a family for uh, and their dogs and everybody's dogs and it's an Australian show um, but it, it is really just like a snapshot into v- real lived experiences of parents of young children and uh, it it's it's not just like reflective of real life it's aspirational you kind of get this insight into at this moment in time this is kind of the like platonic ideal of how parents are supposed to be I mean yeah in, in our current, and, and, well it, the, in, in our in our current understanding of what a uh, good family unit yeah, is. In, like, in 20 I'm, years, a book's going to come out that says, like, no, we should be Sparta-kicking them. Yeah, like, exactly. You know. <laughs> I mean, and it, and it is sort of your your traditional nuclear family, right? Sure. Like mom, dad, two kids. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and as far as I know, they haven't really pushed any of those, uh, any, any, like, social boundaries there yeah. uh, as far as you know, gender identities and things like that. I'm sure they will. They, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will. Now that uh, they've established in, in their bit. footing, they can start taking more risks. Yeah. And I think they have to. I feel like um, they kind of run low on the classic ideas and start delving into more like, well, here's how parents and kids interact with modern technology. And so I think they're going to start moving in in like much more modern, relatable issues. I would be really Absolutely. interested. I would be really interested to see if this show would be able to age up at all, like do an all grow it up. Uh, do, do, yeah. do an adventure time it yeah. is interesting that you know bluey has always been seven for the past three years um she's kind of got a, a bart simpson complex <laughs> um but uh yeah it would be nice to see to see bluey and bingo grow past their current age i'd be interested um, to see how bandit deals with that to be honest like it's all back to yeah. bandit for me <laughs> we'll get into bandit <laughs> we will Bandit's fantastic uh, he he is God, he makes me feel so inadequate as a father. Oh, he's uh, he's a perfect he, dad. <laughs> he really is. Even when he gets frustrated, he's like still he's still just the the epitome of like what it means to be a perfect like father role model, you know? The, and the sleepy time episode when uh like Bandit is like tasked with like getting up and like doing something for the kids. She's like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm coming along." Like uh Bluey's <laughs> on the toilet and asking him to sing to her and he's like, "99 bottles of thing on the wall." And like falling asleep while like he's doing his best, but he just woke it's up so good. and wasn't expecting to. Yeah. Um I But yeah, there's 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 one and I don't know if it's the same episode you're talking about, but like the kids come in and they start playing with the with the with uh, Bandit and Chili's feet under the blankets and then they both wake up being like it's your turn wait it's my turn <laughs> and then it's like it's the whole breakfast routine and they're running behind schedule um, yeah. at oh and just th- yeah. the way that the kids act in the car oh yeah is just so my I just so it's only, just so you good. only have the one kid right just just the i i don't know how anybody with more than one kid does it i got to imagine yeah, that I, that changes the formula and the enjoyment of this somewhat because the sibling relationship is i mean like imagine a bandit who has to provide all of the other side of that conversation he could do it but nobody else can right mm. like no you it, need the it, extra of uh, honestly other if life were if life were just like Bluey, uh, we we would have had a, a second kid. Okay, like, I mean, <laughs> yes, Bluey and and uh, Bingo, their relationship is just fantastic. Harmonious, right? Yeah. It is, you don't uh, always get that. You don't get to pick. I mean, the, 
they obviously get into their little their little spouts, their little tiffs, and you know, Bluey ends up saying something that upsets bingo but you know it's like they, they all come together and like i didn't mean that i don't why is she still upset it's not fair they do yeah. they do hash it out at the end um yeah the, the show does try to take the so i was looking a little bit at like the the conception of this show and the, the guy who made it was putting up a, a priority on um he was bringing up two lovely daughters of his own. Like very lovely mm. girls. No, um, he was uh, trying to communicate not the deep lessons, not the teachable moments, but just like the the most of the time, like just like <laughs> the everyday of it, like that. that yeah. All you all, all bandit really has to do is yes and endlessly because they kind of yeah. teach themselves <laughs> so you do get some teachable moments about like what is appropriate but like for the most part it's just a chill hangout not a chill hangout but like it's it's just a it's just a jam sesh like there, there's no purpose there's no like end point from the beginning to the end of the ep- like you find one like right. one happens but like mm-hmm. it, it's not as directed it's like the seinfeld of children's programming i'm glad you brought up seinfeld um (laughs) no so um i actually uh i think this is a good time to go into the production of this show um so bluey uh started in 2018 on abc kids but not the the one you're used to the other abc the australian broadcasting company it's produced by ludo studio and it's commissioned by abc and the bbc and released by uh released via disney plus and uh yeah it has over 150 episodes these are mostly seven minutes long, um, about three seasons. I assumed that this would continue on in perpetuity, but apparently the creators said there's no plan for a fourth season. I find yeah. that a little surprising. It's yeah. uh, incredibly... I mean, it just, it's, it prints money, right? It's one of those shows where... Well, kind of, right? It's one of those things where do you run a show until people hate it and then run yes. it for more seasons? Yes. Or do you end it while people love it and... And just leave people with a, a good feeling for the rest of their lives, right? Yeah. As an avid watcher of Survivor, I think <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. Do you want to be a Survivor or a Gravity Falls is the question. Right. Well, and, and it's funny, you know, earlier uh, you brought up shows that are that have those little nods for parents. Yeah. Um, and I think Bluey is really the, the best TV show for, for kids and adults to watch together that I've seen since Phineas and Ferb. Mm. And uh, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about Phineas and Ferb, but that is about the highest praise I can give a kids' TV Wait, show. You got maybe two um, hours of material devoted to how I dislike Phineas and Ferb. So if you feel oh, like really? checking I'm, that out, go for it. I'm so sorry. No, it's um, it, and it, the the problem is not with the A plot; it's with the B and, and much more C, with the C yeah, plot. Yeah, the C plot yeah. kills it. And Ben Ben has an automatic vendetta against any show that has to have a musical every episode. That yeah that that was that was a cardinal. That's a personal issue. That's a cardinal sin for cartoons, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm so Gravity sorry. Falls tripped over that pretty hard. But Ben um, hates whimsy. Is the issue? I, I do hate whimsy. Whimsy is is poison to me. But uh, I'm glad that uh, I watched this because it it did go down a lot smoother. Yeah. It. Um. So the the show was based on joe broom the creator's life uh, as the father of two daughters is you can kind of see it in a lot of the episodes the like you wouldn't think of this this had to must have just happened um and he did animation on peppa pig and was like what if i do a dog version with a better father figure and like you said it's it's 
the sh- the basis of the show is learning by playing um, rather than learning by like counting or reading or memorizing. It's just life lessons. Yeah. Um, because he saw his daughters like recreate interactions to kind of understand them better, like going to the doctor. Um, but it Ben bringing it back to Seinfeld. Remember that in Seinfeld, every season they basically fired most of their writers and brought new people on <laughs> because the show doesn't work unless it is coming from an autobiographical uh perspective right, right? you have to have known somebody who fist fought somebody over a uh, uh, a loaf of bread well and right for seinfeld <laughs> there's maybe a limit to the amount of new york city interactions a person could have and bring to the writers but room. australia is much larger no no a What's parent <laughs> has no limit to the amount of anecdotes that they can bring to mind when That's parenting true, their right. kids. And apparently on this show, the writers who were not parents had a difficult time. And I can kind of see it. I, I found several of the episodes to kind of be like, this is slipping into like hacky, tropey stuff. Yeah. There are some examples of we really are trying to teach a lesson here. They're generally delivered okay. Like there was yeah. an episode on teasing that eventually kind of like was like what's the difference between teasing and playing you could kind of see that as the arc of the episode i think it was mentioned that each episode was kind of imagined as a like five minute play um so so sometimes you can see those themes and they're a little bit more of a guiding force um but the the performances tend to save it from being too like yeah uh, the the highs are really high i i do want to say one thing before we get too much farther on and it's a different it's 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 not uh it's not Joe Brom. It's a different JB. Uh, I want to shout out uh, my friend from the Lost Omens podcast and the um, Grim podcast, Perilous Venture, on the Professional Casual Network. He actually wanted to be a guest for a Bluey episode, and I didn't push back when you scheduled it, and I apologized to him. And uh, he should have picked another episode. I should have been a better friend, is what it was. Um, but he did give me a, a few different kind of, uh, touch points that I just kind of want to shout out and, and I'll bring, sure. I'll bring a couple back in when we get there, but he mentioned music's amazing. He listens to the soundtracks by themselves, uh, with the mm-hmm. kids in the car ride. And there's some relatively interesting changes of perspective that can sometimes happen. Like in the episode leaf bug, when, uh, when Bingo is looking at the leaf bud bug head on, and you get like that beautiful animation, like that the the drawing of the dog nose is like perfect. Like that you mm. if you zoom in on a dog nose, that's what it looks like, man. Um, but the part that really impressed him and me is that there's tear jerking moments at the end of some episodes, like the episode Granddad, uh, mm. which yeah. he posits probably hits a lot harder if you have kids. I still kind of teared up at it. Uh, it's just, it's a very sweet medium that, uh, that is, if, if even I, a dog father and not a regular father can appreciate some tearjerker moments, I, I, I can only imagine how it hits people with progeny. Yeah. Nick, do you have any, any highlights of, of that sort that you want? Yeah. To... I mean, it, Bluey is, is for sure the only modern kids show that's that's ever made me cry you know yeah. like it it does hit hard when it hits um and uh it's uh, it, it's interesting that you you're saying ben that um 
you, you don't feel like all the episodes have a, a teachable moment or a theme because as a, a parent, I feel like every single episode has a teachable moment or, or, or a teachable theme. And, and whether or not that was intentional from the writer's point of view or not. Um, I think that's the audience doing the heavy lifting, you know, like if you're yeah, a parent, could, it, you just learn to look for those teachable moments. Cause like, man, I got to teach my kid about sharing at some point. I yeah. guess this is a good opportunity. Well, it's not just about sharing. Like, you know, one of the, the the episodes that just came out last week um, is about, you know, how to play with a, a large group of kids, oh, right? Wow. And hmm. um, there's like, you know, they're all at their daycare. And um, I don't think Bluey and Bingo are in this episode. And oh, Bluey makes a very small, she's in the background. Um, it's about... A cameo. Um, yeah, it's about the... Uh, white, I can't Stanley. think of her name. The... the the, the the dog that's got she's kind of Muffin. like a, a hippie dog um and uh i think i don't know if she's calypso's daughter um These but are calypso runs the daycare and, and uh, i do love that case, they all have dog names though i gotta be yeah, honest and our dog dogs <laughs> um but uh you know that the, all the kids are playing and and when the, the title of the episode is just something like Wild Girls or something like that. And one of the dogs is like, hey, I want to play Wild Girls. And it's apparently just a game where they go out and play in the woods and pretend they live in the wild. And and these three right. dogs are playing that game. But then some of the other dogs are like, hey, we want to play Farmers. And and one of the dogs is, is, decide, is torn about like, I want to play Farmers. And then the other ones, but, but you were playing with me first. Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, but we always play this game. Let's try something new. And no, I don't want to play that game. And about like, and, and it moves on to this higher level of like, well, wait, what if the wild dogs need food and we can go get it from the farmers? And then you can pretend to be this like scary oh, witch that keeps them away so they can't come into our wild field. And, and I have to kind of play like double agent. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, and it's, it's this really like kind of touching moment about, it's a very relatable moment about like i'm playing with this group of friends and i'm also friends with you and you've now invited me to play and i don't know how to deal with this um and and i think it's it's something that we all went through right oh yeah and And i didn't have a a model for behavior when it came to that i just fucked around and found out probably in my 20s like way past when i should have learned it and you hurt a lot of your friends feelings right and 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 luckily kids (laughs) kids forgive um and you move past it but it's it's nice to have these models of here's a situation that real kids go through and it might seem like small change to an adult but like to to model the behavior of i'm playing with this group of friends and now this other group of friends has entered the scene and I'm undecided about how to deal with this mm-hmm. is a really important. So no, it's not hammering down your throat of like, let's count by tens and like all these kind of academic things, but modeling real world uh, interactions between, it, you know, first graders yeah. is, it, it models, is really interesting. It models and it makes it clear what the characters are feeling before it gives them the words. There was an episode where like, uh, you know, the, the, they're roughhousing with uh, with Bandit, and you just see it zoom in on uh, Bingo, the young the younger dog, and it just sort of like zooms in. Silence happens, and sh- it's like this like tense like ow something hurts, but she doesn't say anything, and it does that a few times, and then eventually you know she she breaks down or something, and her parents go to see, and uh, she tells her mom like sometimes dad plays too rough and it hurts. And, you know, they, they all talk it out. But you can see how a kid watching that would understand, like, oh, 
I recognize that feeling. This is what I can say. And because the parent is watching along, they recognize it too. And then they're on, you know, they're looking out for it as well. So like, I feel like the, the best episodes are the ones where both the kids and adults learn. Mm-hmm. And then ne- bottom below that is like the kids learn. And then I think the the worst episodes for me are the ones where like the adults learn and the kids were right all along. And I'm like, I, I don't think those play as well. It's very Scooby-Doo. I, I, we can get into it. I honestly didn't... Uh, I actually enjoyed those because I think that, like, an underlying theme is, like... And I'll be I'll be the hacky comedian for a second here. The the, the students are kind of the teachers to me. Like, that, Yeah, you, I mean, that's that's kind of the classic notion of, of children. Sure, but, like, it it's, it's, you know, that clip that part from Invincible where, like, we get bogged down in the weight of the world and we can we we see it through our children's eyes uh nick when are you going to start watching invincible with your kid <laughs> it's got to be any day now right <laughs> um, well now that i've heard of it for the first time mm-hmm. uh, uh don't Rhett look into it at all no, right around the corner <laughs> no 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 spoilers um, <laughs> but like the episodes wherein the the, the parents kind of don't the reason that I like those episodes, Zane, is because it revealed something that I think is true of parenting. And please tell me if I'm wrong about this. But I was raised in a era where parents had to pretend like they knew what they were doing all the time. Like, to project that kind of confidence and mm-hmm. competence and, and you know, be a model for, like, this is what an adult is and we, we've got an answer for everything. There are episodes where... The parents clearly don't know like what they're trying yeah. to communicate. <laughs> like it's yeah, yeah. Or, or like they're, they're, the, the the teasing episode. I I was just so blown away by this moment where you know Bluey is is teasing Bingo and being talked to by the parents saying like you shouldn't tease her and it's like well you tease me all the time and they go through like a montage of a bunch of things that Bandit did because he's just like kind of a big kid anyway where he's like what about when you were playing password and you just see bandit just standing in front of a door being like i can't go through here you need the password (laughs) just being very obstinate for no reason dad move it's a really good classic dad move but then here's the part that really floored me was bandit was like that's not teasing is it (laughs) like he's learning it it's like fuck i don't know the difference (laughs) exactly And, and, and that's I mean, I think that is one of the things I love about this show is that, you know, so many kids shows, like you said, the kids are the teachers, right? And you've got, you look at the Rugrats, right? And and mm. Stu Pickles is an idiot, right? And yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like the, the, the kids are, are figuring everything out on their own and, and like are like the fairly odd parents like you know mm-hmm. dad yeah. shtick is that he sticks his face into a cup of coffee because he thinks it's the hip way to it's, eat or whatever you know? that's a great and pull. yeah um, at the end of the episode we got to put bandit up on our on our cartoon dad tier list oh he's yeah he's, he's clear he's at least <laughs> he's here he's yeah he's e-tier parent um and uh yeah i, I they don't shy away from the fact that as a parent, you don't know what you're mm-hmm. doing. And, you know, they they show that 
struggles aren't just for seven-year-olds, right? Like, parents struggle too. We we, we never got a, a manual. We we saw, you know, when I was little, my parents knew everything. And when my when your parents tell you something, they they know. Right. There's, they didn't. Right. You know. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was I was born in the mid '80s, and and there there you know we got our first computer. I was seven. It was 1992. We didn't have the internet on it. We had um, as much of the encyclopedia as they could fit on a single CD. Yeah, uh, super cool. No, I didn't even floppy. have CD-ROM on my first yeah, computer. Oh my God. Play was, the hits. It was floppy, and um, yeah, we didn't have access to answers. Right. So mm-hmm. either and you know, parents, adults have a hard time saying I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, so. A lot of times, you know, my mom taught me because she heard from her mom and probably never bothered to look it up or think about it. But, yep. Just um, the conventional wisdom. You know, like, I, I thought up until a long time that, like, Swiss cheese had holes in it because they cut the mold out yeah. of it that way. <laughs> not that, not because carbon dioxide bubbles form inside the cheese, because it never occurred to me, like, how are there holes in it while you're slicing it? Then? Because like, you why would you lie about it? Right. What an obscene <laughs> thing to lie about. The idea that like, they if could you're going to use up, you're going to waste a lie on that. <laughs> you get five. And, <laughs> so it's like, it's like a bunch of. Well, like, what am I using my lies for? Sex, misdirected. death, Santa. What are the other two? <laughs> Money. Exactly. Money. Santa. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, lying I mean, to kids. Okay. That's, oh, yeah. yeah what, that's, what a, that's a topic that what um, are you saying? Bluey has not really covered. Yeah, it feels uh, weird to because because you don't want to bust that for kids as they're watching with their parents for the first time, right? Right, like, like you know, you we, don't want to blow up their spot. It's also kind of a we localized were unsh- social phenomenon that particular holiday. Yeah, unless they do like a more generic um, Saturnalia thing, and no, they have they have explicit Christmas, but it's like oh, okay. you know, they Australian do and Christmas. It's, right, so they're all swimming in the pool and they do you know some some Australian traditions because it's summertime. Yeah. Um, I do, and, I do uh, like that it's explicitly Australian uh, when they were localizing to when they were produ- um, releasing it in other countries and other um, media markets. They were like, you can't if, if it's an English market, you can't redub it with different accents. Oh, hell no. Right. No, it, like all the scenery is like specifically things that artists went and like took inspiration from. So like right. it, it, it is very it's it very li- it very much lives its truth in what was it? Brisbane, I think. Something like um, that. Melbourne? Uh, in, in any case, I want to say, like, we're, we're, we're talking about something I, I, I feel required to, to mention that when I, when you, when you were talking about, like, the, the, the parents don't know, or, like, they're lying to their kids for, like, kind of no reason, like, why would you waste a lie on that? I got such a strong childhood memory associated with this, which was reading Calvin and Hobbes. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you are fluent, Nick. Uh, uh, I I read a, cu- a couple of the. I think like for Christmas or something, I got you know a big like hardcover Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, one um, of like the anniversary collection things. Yeah, and you know I thumbed through it and uh, enjoyed it, but I I was never. I wouldn't call myself a, a Calvin and Hobbes fan. Yeah. Uh, not that I have anything negative to say about it. I just never really dove dove into it. It would be interesting. I I think I wonder what you would think going back to it because it's it is so similar to Bluey in so many ways. The humanized parents that are fallible is mm-hmm. is like a huge through line in Calvin and Hobbes, um, and the constant taking place in the imagination space of the kids. 
Like, yeah. to the point where the parents get sucked into it. Like, there is this point. Hobbes is, like, a stuffed tiger that Calvin totes around. And when he's talking to Calvin, he has a personality. But other than that, he's a stuffed tiger. Occasionally, the parents will be, like, calling for Hobbes. And, like, kind of looking <laughs> like, around Wait, sheepish. what am I doing? It's like, uh, yeah. excuse me? I forgot that he was they do a bit of that on on Bluey too when they're looking for their stuffed animals. They do pretend that they're they're legitimately looking for yeah uh, real animals. I, I want um, to talk about their commitment uh, to to the bits, um, but first I, I do you know in regard to these are modern parents you know kind of admitting their own faults. It is um, you know in comparison to the sort of early two thousands parent model of like helicopter parent or the eighties model of you know more authoritarian yeah very distinct um, and you differences see, you see the adults parents sometimes and they talk about stuff and they have to like a thing they keep saying is like this isn't the eighties when it's like mm. we flash back and we see that um, you know Chili's mom uh, when when she was like why won't Bluey learn to walk she's like okay. I'm going to put oil on her knees and gravel on the floor. She has to walk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> and Chili's like, we're not doing that. There's, um... I think that... I don't know a lot about raising a kid, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. Like, I, I, I think it's... I mean, like, it's certainly fallen out of fashion, but, like, the notion of how to teach your kid to swim is by throwing them in a lake and just letting them figure yeah. it out or whatever. Mm. Like, yeah. that... To, to those listening who don't recognize that that used to be how things were, it wasn't when I was a kid, but I heard about it from enough sources that it must have been the standard at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- that very much was the standard at some point. That's a really well-observed, um, like, generational dynamic thing. And yeah. and just, like, touch on the, the different ways eras of animation kind of separate the parents and kids. So we do have a nuclear family here. It's, like, fairly normative, mom and dad... Um, they flip it a little bit because mom's kind of the, okay, I know that Bandit is technically an archaeologist. I never see the, the I don't ever see the fucker working. He's a stay <laughs> Is that what he dad. does? That's I what the Wikipedia will says. brook no dissent. <laughs> he is a stay-at-home dad and he loves it. But, <laughs> um, it is so much more a conversation as opposed mm. to a set of rules, which is, I think, kind of when I look back to like things like Rugrats, it's like the parents are like caretakers and rule makers of the kids. Stu and Dee Dee don't go into the playpen, you know? Yeah, there's they, a divide. It's, yeah, a completely separate worlds. They're, they're different entities. Right. Like, just look at the head shapes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although, classic Cutespo, like, that doesn't mean a lot. And they have different languages, <laughs> and the only Rosetta Stone is Angelica. Yeah, which okay, we we can't get into that. No, right I'm sorry. Now. <laughs> no, that's my bad. I shouldn't have brought that up. But there, there is a similarity here between the adults and the and the kids. There is this, uh, you know, very implicit uh, idea that they're navigating. They're they're getting through this together, which is the way yeah. you have to do it. Nick, uh, you have uh, a six year old, so presumably, I'm not. I don't want to like shame you if you're taking a different development pathway, but presumably, the child is talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Having he, a conversation um, betimes? He he certainly is. So, like, uh, he... Yeah, yeah. like, can you maybe comment on, like, the lived experience of a dad who's, like, trying to make, like, have a conversation, having a, a shared lived experience with your kid, as opposed to, like, 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 does your father-son dynamic more resemble the Bluey or the Rugrats? archetype i guess uh, it's very very much closer to, to bluey I, I like i say I, I wish i could be 
the father that that bandit healer is impossible uh, standard he, i mean like don't, right. don't, don't, um, don't torture why. yourself man and it, it's well and it's just a matter of you know like i'm 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 dangerously close to 40 i can't even like sit on the floor without hurting my hips like mm. you know i want to play matchbox cars and, and and hot wheels with lincoln but like sitting on the floor for five minutes i'm like ah oh, daddy needs a break uh you know and um but uh, you know, I'm I'm an engi- I'm an engineer. My wife is a teacher. Um, we're we're both pretty educated people. We've never, at any point in Lincoln's life, spoken to him like he was less intelligent than we are. Hell yeah! Um, and uh, you know, because of that, his vocabulary far exceeds what you would expect, uh, to the point where uh, you know he had speech therapy. Um, because, you know, he was, he was having trouble forming some sounds. And that combined with the fact that he was saying words nobody expected him to be saying Cromulent at four. And um, well, yes. Um, no, I mean, like, he picks up on things. Like, uh, for instance, to, to, to break Bluey for a moment, um, we liked to watch the movie Up. And sure. at one point in Up, they're uh, up, you know, floating in the house and, and, a, and a storm comes by. And Russell identifies the cloud as a cumulonimbus cloud, so there, therefore, <laughs> a, yep. a thunderstorm is coming. And you know, just sort of, it, we live out, you know, by Sebago Lake here in southern Maine, and a lot of thunderstorms, cumulonimbus clouds, form over the lake. So we started identifying them. That's so uh, good. As as a callback. And be like, hey, there's a cumulonimbus cloud. A, a, a storm is probably coming. So Lincoln started to un- be able to identify a thunder a thunderhead right <laughs> and so at 4 years old you know we he was out talking with with somebody and and saw that a thunderstorm was coming and attempted to say cumulonimbus but on he had both a speech impediment and mm-hmm. was saying a word that most adults don't know <laughs> and so like th- that really pushed him into like like a, a speech uh um what's the word i'm looking for like pathologist like, therapist well yeah but they're pushing him into that uh, like a diagnosis of, of needing a speech pathologist um because not only could people not he wasn't really that intelligible anyway he was saying words people weren't expecting him to say mm-hmm. um and and now like he's obsessed with the titanic um which i think most kids go through at some point but yeah we, we he made a connection a there vehicles being like uh, uh, like Magic. like the, like their own religion for kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he did the the sort of the stereotypical boy thing of of trucks and planes and stuff. Um, but he he recently got into the Titanic, um, and he made the connection that his birthday is April fifteenth, and that the Titanic sank on April fifteenth. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of times when people ask him his birthday, he goes April fifteenth, nineteen twelve. Amazing. <laughs> He he waits for them to to like scratch their head. He goes, no, no, no I'm just kidding. That was the Titanic. Um, but that's awesome. Uh, he's he's really hilarious. Good. He has the ability to form legitimate jokes. Um, that's got to be wild, man. It it is like he puts together a setup and a punchline, and it's not a him repeating a joke he heard. It's him taking the context of a conversation, and 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 having the sense of sarcasm. I uh, and it's just it's mind blowing that just if you treat a human like a human, like your peer, they mm-hmm. will behave like that. Yeah, yeah, they um, rise to the occasion. 
and it's it's really it's and and bluey is such a great example of not talking down to your kids you know like it, it just like parenting in a way that in this Rugrats, hurts they're my literally feelings. speaking an entirely different language they're they're basic yeah. in, so, in recess the kindergartners are literally savages like right. there are so well, many and, uh, properties where children are ju- are basically like different. rabid dogs Right. Well, and like, and, and and to be fair, in in Rugrats, I think we see Tommy's first birthday, but I think yeah. he's always one. Yeah. Until he got um, until up. they get right until they get all grown up and Angelica's dating or whatever. Um. But it she's isn't a, like Charlie she seems, Brown. Like she's too sociopathic to date. There's no way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, Let him get that thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No. You look at something like Charlie Brown. Those kids are in in fourth grade or so mm-hmm. and like second they adults oh are they the, i'm the, basing the adults... it off of the stephen lynch song oh all right so maybe i, I, I feel like they're they're older like you, you, they, they they put on a christmas pageant right and some of the st- like they, they're walking around it's obviously What's... charlie brown's a different time but they're they're walking around the city unattended yeah. i assumed they were like yeah. fourth there's, grade or so there's a whole world of like children so like Cartoons as we normally see them have kids whom are like helicopter parented, as in mm-hmm. a Rugrats, and kids whom are unreasonably precocious, as in like an Ed and Nettie or a um, what what what? Or even like Hey Arnold, right? Some like, sort of young Sheldon. So like a, yeah. yeah, like a field of young Sheldons. Uh, but Bluey is like it's it's not as though the parent is just another kid like they're clearly the parent they clearly have the power right. they just yeah. speak the same language and share the same space and like it's, I, I it's right. a textured way to communicate a child parent relationship that i think a lot of kids media kind of when you're when you're talking to a kid you have to sacrifice some stuff for the sake of brevity and like comprehension and it it speaks really positively to bluey and probably remarks on its popularity that they didn't give that up in right. the imagining of it. Like, this, it, the guiding principle is that they're kind of sharing the same space, speaking the same language, figuring it out together. Yeah, they're not doing a lot of gimmicky kids stuff. Or they're not, oh, they, you know, they don't oversaturate their colors. Mm-hmm. They don't talk in high-pitched voices. Like, they're not blippy, right? And they're, if, if, you, if you know blippy, you know blippy. And No, thank you. He is, he is what he is. Only and by reputation. Fine. But, um... You know, he's the Bluey is very much not Blippy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're you know, obviously a cartoon, but not like I said, not oversaturated. Very kind of tolerable color palette and and he, actual human voices saying actual Australian English words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not they're not talking up or down to each other. They're not talking in any kind of non-standard language uh, as though they're talking to a kid um and they give the kids that responsibility and see them rise to the occasion which i think is is one of the guiding principles in this like they give the kids real power in a mm-hmm. way that that kind of only works because it's scripted like yeah you, it's aspirational right you want to believe that you could empower your kid to you know hey kid i'm giving you quote-unquote magic 
We'll all act as if the thing you're doing with magic works. Just be right. responsible And we have to commit to it. that yeah. forever. Right. Are you talking about like the magic wand where he slows Bandit down? Oh, if you give the if you give a dad a magic if you give the kid a magic xylophone and are like mm. when you play the note, it means I freeze. That magic has to stop working once your kid opens a door. Like, th- there's, like, no way. You you can't let your kid go outside while you're frozen. Are you kidding me? Right. But it, it works because, um, like... They never they, push they, it too far. They don't push it too far. They, they let the kids see. And this is an educational thing, right? If you had all the time and energy and resources in the world, you don't need to punish a kid. They'll do something wrong, and you just, like, can shake it off because it doesn't actually affect you. And then they'll learn, like, oh, that didn't get me what I wanted. Let's try something else. Like, right. In theory, it works. In practice, we have human limitations. Um, there's but- there's a really great episode. Sorry, you can- no, please. No, 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 no. There's a really great episode about that very thing where um, Bandit's invisible sister or somebody comes over and like she doesn't take a shower, she doesn't do anything, and um, because I think Bluey or Bluey or, or Bandit are sorry, Bluey or um, Bingo are are fighting him on on everything, mm. and he's like, okay, well. My invisible sister or somebody is here and she doesn't do anything I say. And he was able to demonstrate, like, I the things I'm telling her to do are, like, there to make her life better. I'm not bossing her around. Right. These are the things she needs to do. She needs to eat food. It's just that she the kids can't take a shower. hear it when it's right. applied to them. Like, they have the blinders so, on. Right, and in the perfect world, you could spend an entire day with your imaginary sister coming up with ways to make... Uh, her do all the the things that to prove the point that I'm not here to boss you around. Right. I'm here to, to give you the skills that you need to be successful on your own. And um, and they actually do a callback to that later in season three of, wait a minute, didn't we already learn this? No, we definitely <laughs> did. Remember, the invisible friend came over. We've gone through this before. And Blue's okay. like, ah, oh, I think that was a different thing because this is different for this reason. And Bandit's like, oh, mate, we're going to, okay, we're going <laughs> to do this again. a continuity. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really a, a fun little callback. Yeah. Um, but they do, and they... You're right. You know, they, they kind of idealize it and and they make it like, yes, if you had all the time in the world to teach a kid about the consequences of doing something safely, uh, you would teach them to fish, right? Yeah. Can I... Uh, and Yeah. Can, yeah. We, can we refocus from that if you had all the time in the world bit to talk about Bandit? I'm about to lose sure. my mind, guys. So, because <laughs> like... This is the idealized, like you said, Zane, it's it's like, this is aspirational, right? Get you a man who plays magic xylophone with his kids. Like, this, mm-hmm. the, like the perfect father has all the time in the world, has near inexhaustible energy. That, like, seeing Bandit have to continuously apply himself to these imagination spaces more or less put me off kids, like, having my own. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they they do cover that. There's one where it's implied that Bandit and Chili are pretty hungover. Nice. Um, one morning, <laughs> and they have to play um, sailing ship or something like that, where they they have to. And there's like, 
all right, get on the ship. <laughs> and so, like, uh, you know, yeah, Bluey and Bingo get on the ship. Like, all right, here we go. And they're like, hey, there's a whale. Nope, there's no whales today. <laughs> no, we have to go to rough seas. The seas are perfectly calm. <laughs> and, like, they're just, like, so not wanting to oh. do this. And the kids are pushing them so hard. And they're like, no, there's a whale right over there. They point at Chili, and Chili's like, Wait, what? Me? And, um, <laughs> I have to agree to this. It was in uh, like there, and you you watch Bandit and Chili like trying to throw each other under the bus the whole time to be like, "This is your responsibility. Yeah. This is your responsibility." But you always get the sense that they're on the same page. They are. They're very much you know on the same team, and they always it's are. It's a harmonious um, marriage. It seems like it is. Assuming um, that's what they have. <laughs> yes uh and uh but but you do watch them wrestle with the i don't have energy for kids today um but the kids are relentless because right. that's kids um you- so it is refreshing to see them and there's there's more examples than just that one but you do watch bandit and chili struggle um with keeping up with two daughters yeah. did you um Nick, did you did you find Bandit's ability to rise to the occasion so consistently a little bit unrealistic? Absolutely. Like, did, um, did, it, did it ever feel like it wasn't true to life because of that? Because that, that is the impression that I get when I try to you, bring... You have to phone it in to survive. Yeah, like... At some points. Yeah, you got you right. got to cut corners somewhere, man. Like, I got to be able but to do that just, and order dinner at the same time, and so I'm only going to half talk to them. To yeah. some degree, if we're going to imagine this is real, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You also have to imagine that we're not seeing these characters on every day of their life. True, we're seeing true. them on the days that there's a, that there's a lesson to be learned. So, yes, we're seeing them in their highlight reel. Sure, and um, we're only you know, but it's on candid the, on the boring it's, it's days when they're shot. just sit- like they don't know they're right. on the highlight reel. They're not posing for it. Sure, but. On the days that they're just sitting around, I mean, there are days where they just sit around, the parents want to watch the cricket game, and the kids want to do something. And they say, no, this is really important. We want to watch the cricket game. Go find something to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, the neighbors are watching the cricket game, too. And but they're both cheering for opposing teams. And, oh, God, it's so hacky you sitcom. Know, I can't handle it. And well, and like, and, 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 Bluey and Bingo keep running back and forth because, like, when things are when their team is doing well, everybody's happy. <laughs> but as soon mood. as their team's not doing well, <laughs> they're really now funny. in the unhappy house, so they go to the happy house. That's really so. Like funny. they're running back and forth. I have a secret second family that likes the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's really um, funny. Uh, so like, they, but but it's like it's very much of like that. And, and, you know, I we do this, too. Like, you know, it's playoffs for the NFL right now. I'm not a huge football fan, but, like, we've been watching football this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm missing the, the Kansas City Bills game right now for you folks. So you're welcome. Uh, but We asked them to let you off the leash. <laughs> we... Uh, we put a hex and on my the wife game. and I got got we, not that we're super into football, but we did make a point to watch it every weekend this 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 season. And um, sometimes Lincoln gets like, why do we have to watch football again? Like this is just yeah. what we're doing. If you want to watch your iPad, if you want to play with your toys, I'll even let you pl- have free reign of Steam on my computer. Play whatever you want. Dangerous. We're watching football. It, and, it's a direct um, line from Bluey to that one part in Big Daddy with Adam Sandler where he just wants to watch <laughs> hockey. Right. You can't always um, be Scuba Steve, Bandit. 
Sometimes I, you gotta I do remind, you. It reminds <laughs> me of um, the Good Place. I don't know if you've yeah. if you've seen. Oh, it. love that show. I, I really love it too. And the the concept that when you put people into a, a, a small town of a number of people they can keep track of with, you know, walkable cities, with cafes, with no rent, with no job, with no stress, they will become better people almost automatically. Like it just, it, one kind of follows the other. Um, so this, Are we going like, to get into a whole conversation about how capitalism is bringing down the human condition? We don't need to. We actually had two <laughs> conversations last episode. So we're good. Um, okay. <laughs> but but you do see that here, right? Like, yes, it is it is possible if to have this sort of, you know, idealized family experience, but not in our physical constraints. The stars right? have to like, be right. Yeah. Right. But, well, but, and, it is, and that's... But, it, but it can happen sometimes. And I think that's really valuable to see, hey, this is an, a successful interaction that is possible for us. Have you taken any games that, you know, that you've seen on Bluey and gone and, and played them with your kid? I, I mean... Not that we took them from Bluey, but like, um, you know, there's, again, I don't know how how caught up you are on Bluey in, in, in the later episodes of season around. three. Same. Um, they have a, a great moment where um, dad is, I think, watching a cricket game. Mom wants, uh, uh, Chili wants to like take down a wall in the kitchen or in the family room. To, <laughs> so she's, she's going around with a measuring tape Odie trying Zuka to figure style. out if she can take out a wall. Um, dad's just completely invested in this cricket game. And uh, Bingo and Bluey are building a fort out of cushions from the couch, and it keeps growing and growing and growing in the living room, and and <laughs> uh, Bandit just keeps getting pushed closer and closer to the television, and uh, Chili's like getting pushed closer and closer to this outer wall until eventually. Bandit turns around and goes, oh, I need to use the loo. Turns around and goes, where did all this come from? It is a giant <laughs> fort that has now taken up their entire living room, made of blankets and cushions and things. And and so, like, he goes down inside the fort. He goes, how do I get to the bathroom? And Bluey's like, you want to go down that way, past the library, past the star room, <laughs> yeah. past the study, take a left. And then, like, so he goes through. He gets completely lost. And... um. Uh, Eventually, he finds the bathroom, but it's not the bathroom. It's this fake bathroom that they've oh, made in, awesome. their, in their fort. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, and he's taking the tape measure with him to try to get to the other wall for Chili. Yeah. And then is that, that sort of like this sort of classic long shot of like a long corridor. He comes down to the end of it and sees that the tape measure has zigged through it from every, like he's been here before. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's completely <laughs> lost. Um, yeah, that, that's that delightful magical realism where, like, we, we start in yeah. the real world with, like, well-understood <laughs> parental experiences, and they, they add just enough English of fantasy right. on top of it, just to make right. just to make the, the, the episode hit a little funnier, you know? And it's, so, you know, we did use that to kind of take our fort-making to the next level, um, and... Uh, you know, in one of the later episodes, they get a slip and slide, right? And and Lincoln now wants one this summer, sure. um, despite us not having a hill in our yard. It's fine. It looks so fun. Um, do now it's an imaginary hill. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we do get some of that stuff. But, um, you know, Ben, you were talking before about how do they keep it on all the time. And I think that the biggest thing for me isn't so much that 
that Bandit is always playing along, but that no matter what happens, they never get frustrated. That is pretty right? huge. I, yeah. The kids can make a huge mess and, you know, take all the cushions off every couch in the house and every blanket off every bed in the house and every broom out of every closet to build this huge fort. And you turn around and your house is now absolutely in shambles. And you're like, how do I get to the bathroom now? Like, mm-hmm. that's it. That's that's the extent of your, okay, this is now just a silly obstacle in my way. Not, oh, my God, we have to put the house back together. Right, right. You know, there's no, he never gets upset. You know, it's... Um, and that's the hard part. It, it really <laughs> makes me appreciate uh, my, my buddy JB. Uh, his reverence for this show really comes through pretty organically because he is just an enormous sweetheart like he just like not a angry bone in his body and i'm like which what happened first did do do the sweethearts of the dad world enjoy bluey or do they pick up what bluey is putting down and like (laughs) i I think it's both yeah this is not exactly the same but i have a dog now and it was very quick when i was like I, I angry doesn't really make sense anymore because angry yeah, can't right. happen to it's like saying remember in uh, we were watching dan versus like i yeah. can't get angry at a cat i can't have revenge on a cat the cat doesn't have agency <laughs> to get angry about like the, there's there i think it teaches you patience in a way that people who haven't gone through that or haven't seen it you know externalized yeah. by like fantasy or cartoons don't understand i certainly I, I think that I had more of a temper before having, you know, before getting a dog and, like, being a dog father. I, I imagine it's, like, ten times as much with a... Uh... You, yeah, you have to adapt when you have to do it every day. Yeah. I, I remember back when I was uh, teaching uh, about a decade ago, uh, back when we started the Carton cast, where, like, I was having intense frustrations and anger every day. And at some point it was like... I can't wait for a time for this to melt off. I need to just like get like adapt to this and like raise my like figure out what's actually important. Yeah, and just Eyes let some prize. of this stuff slide, um, or or turn you know problems into opportunities. And I remember thinking then like when I have a kid, I'm gonna need to use this. Yeah. I'm, I'm building up the antibodies now. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the biggest pivotal moments for me as a as a father. Um, is it, it wasn't even a long ago. It was maybe six six months or so ago. It hit me that I am a role model for this kid. He takes what I do and he said something that I say or he did something that I do. <laughs> I watched him have one of my reactions. Oh my the God. way I react to something, I watched him do that. And I said, I have to really be mindful of what I do. Because mm-hmm. this kid's picking it all up. No more screaming while I poop, I guess. <laughs> I know. Well, that's been the biggest or... change no, for me. Just, I have to. <laughs> I just. I'm getting all of it out right now. Let the world know. I. I just. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't scream when I poop anymore. I. I can't. Um. You know, stab things in the in the in the shower. I. Mm-hmm. I just. I really have to be more mindful. No, but you know, in seriousness. Um. Yeah. I, I, watching him absorb me. Yeah, uh, really put an entirely different perspective on what it is to be a parent. You're not just keeping this kid alive. You are modeling humanity. Yeah. And when you realize that 
you're the model, you really second guess every decision you've ever made. Sure. Um, and, and that, that was a huge, and it took me six years to figure that out. Right. Like yeah, the damage yeah. <laughs> is done, you know? Well, it, it's, um, it's like the mirror mirror version of what you were talking about with like, if you treat the kids like adults that rise to the occasion, you're kind of treating yourself like a responsible person and you are fight and you are rising to that occasion in real time. Hmm. Right. Right. It, it, you know, be, be the role model that you wish more people had. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, it took me too long to figure out like, holy shit, this kid actually respects and looks up to me and wants to be just time like to bail. me. And I, right. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's one of the um, nice things about not being bandit and not, you know, having to hold yourself to that level is like kids also need to see what being tired and replenishment activities look like. Right. What what does it look like to fail and have to pick up and try again? Like those are important as well. And you don't get that when you are this, you know, flawless paragon of dadhood. I, I, let's is. pull it back a little bit. He's not flawless. I'm, I'm, he, I'm, I'm, he has yeah. limits and those are really refreshing to see. Like when he's so clearly like, yeah, all right. Like the hangover thing that you were talking about. It's really important that he has limits and just as important that they are astronomically high limits so that we can always right. enjoy his energy, but he still seems like a person, you know? Like that's a, that's a tricky needle to thread. Something that I haven't seen happen on Bluey is I, I haven't, and maybe I just haven't been looking for it. I haven't seen the girls. I haven't seen Bluey and, and ban, uh, Bingo. Like they all have dog names, man. How am I supposed to get yeah, that? Like I, I, I haven't seen them model an example set by Chili, you know. And like Chili's I mean, kind of the reasonable, straight laced, even keeled authority figure to Bandit's kind of manic imagination nonsense. But, but I, but I get what you're saying. Like if if Bandit does something good, they take that, and if he does something wrong, they learn not to do that. It's not as right. mom focused by design, right? The, by the author's design, right? And, and like you know, I, I'm only bringing this up. You know, um, Lincoln had a friend over, uh, a, a girl that lives down the street. Are you comfortable with I, us learning all of these factoids about your son? Out of curiosity, sure. just yeah, I can send no. you the final edit, and you can bleep whatever you want. <laughs> no, this is fine. He he had, he had a friend over um, that lives down the street, and um, they they went out and they they played in in the hot tub, and I was watching them interact, and I realized that Lincoln is is treating his friend within reason the, the way I treat my wife, and like watching hmm. him model our relationship. Yeah. With this small friend of being, and and that goes right along this, these lines deep. of being That's awesome. like, like, because what else I, do they have at that point? Right. And I was like so happy, like, and so grateful that I have the relationship with my wife that I have. Like, we mm-hmm. have an amazing partnership. And to, to see Lincoln treating his, his friend kind of the way I've modeled you treat a woman, right? Um, is just, that was a really great moment for me, and I wish <laughs> that we got because the, you know, it was it was incredible. Um, because we got, you know, we've got two girl dogs, right? I would love to see 
Just, yeah. I, I want to see Chili do something for Bandit at the beginning of the episode, and I want to see them model that later. Uh, yeah. And, like, you know, just to say, like, this is our role model for, you know, our uh, presumably, like, the you know, the parent of our gender. And let's let's model how she behaves in a relationship of with the opposite sex, right? Sure. Like how do the how do the girls respond to some of the other boy dogs in their classes, modeling the behavior set by Chili? And I think that's that's part of the like where do they go from here? They need to model these less you know quote unquote kid as a universal aspect, right? Oh, kid is bored. That's an episode. But right. but this idea of yeah, kids have different genders. Kids have different family lives. Kids have different, you know, uh, socioeconomic status. Like, that is stuff that Bluey now has the cachet to show us in a responsible way. And I hope they do. Yeah. There was, and, um, they did touch on that a bit. Um, yeah. Again, a lot of these episodes that don't necessarily star Bluey, um, where they talk about... Uh, is it Rusty, I think? Uh, his dad's in the military. Yeah. He's always away. And they did a whole bit about his dad being in the military um, and this other kid who's got like ADHD and has it a hard time focusing. Very mu- very clearly um, came across as ADHD. I, I really yeah. like that episode to show us like the non-normative, <laughs> like how does one, how does one parent this? And like the, the, he goes to a special school for what I assume is kids on the spectrum of some sort. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, and just sort of that, and, and Calypso is, is the teacher there, and she said, hey, I think you guys would play really well together. Why don't you show him some of the stuff? And, and kind of, you know, he taught him about sentry duty. He taught him about how to call for a helicopter, and they taught him all this <laughs> all this stuff about, he's like, oh, well, when you were on sentry duty, you were staying perfectly still for, for an hour. Like, how did you do that? And um, so they do show some of these, like, you know, yeah, that's great. Di- I really, neurodivergent kids and can I can I say I really like I happened to watch that episode. What I really loved was they didn't connect the dots on that one. Like kid is neurodivergent, has ADHD. It's been stressed that he can't focus, he can't sit still, blah blah blah. And then he goes and does all this like army recruit stuff and like behaves well and doesn't like he he's not yeah. being you know, activated in his ADHD way, they don't connect the dots on that. They don't be like, oh, but you no. were perfectly still in this point. They're just, yeah. he's just like, uh, thanks for playing army with me. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, even though I can't sit still and focus. And like, we all saw him right. sit still and focus, but the kids don't, <laughs> they, they don't understand that development and progress <clears throat> happened. It's just for the viewer. Right. I don't, it's they play. Don't, they it's don't spoon feed the, the the lesson, right? And I think that's something that you had to touched on earlier in the episode. They, they, they yeah, trust yeah, their audience to imbibe it correctly. The the better episodes do. There there are some that um, you know fall short of that, but I think a lot of them, a lot of them do. Um, like there's an episode where you know the the adults just have to kind of tell them something is the way it is, and they can't question it. like they can't explain it, but they say like, "Well, I've been around." longer than you have i i I know more things you just gotta trust me on this and so they play a game with bandit where they're like okay bandit pretend that you were born yesterday Mm. and that you don't know anything and will be a lot of times they make the kids the parents and they kind of see the problems that way and so oh i don't know how to explain to this man pretending to be a baby pretending to be like a space alien kind of guy why you can't bite people or steal their food 
they just need to take it that I've been around longer. Oh, I've got it now. Great. (laughs) Like, it's not always the most subtle, but it is typically effective in showing, like, like in um, parallelizing that development. Yeah. Yeah, And specifically in that episode, one of the the great, and when they, it's been, it's happened a couple of times when they do that role reversal, the parents end up finding something in the Mm. end too. And I think at the end of that episode, um, you know, Bandit is looking at this leaf or whatever, um, and just sort of admiring the beauty in it, um, or just you know realizing something he never noticed before. And Chili is like looking out the window, being like, "Is he still playing board yesterday?" And the kids are like, "No." <laughs> and she goes, "Huh?" And he's just it's you know the camera just zooms out, the and it's things. just him looking at a leaf, and then it just goes to end credits. There, and... there are a few different episodes where Bandit seems to be having some emotional catharsis from his childhood that is not explained, <laughs> and it slays me yeah. every time. <laughs> There's like one the fascinating stare remembering when his dad used to spank him and just kind of like <laughs> it's incredible to watch himself. trauma be resolved in real time. It's, <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Um there's there's a lovely episode. Uh I don't think there's any dialogue in it at all. I think it's just called Rain and um it's just raining out and uh the rain starts to come down the driveway and they start to try to block the rain from getting to the end of the driveway by putting up different obstacles and then it will go around. And I think it's just, it might just be bingo and chili out in the rain playing in the rain. And it's just, it's just music and sound and it's them just, and you're just watching them like try to contain the water with different objects. And you just, you start to like cheer for them at the end of this thing. And like something goes (laughs) wrong, you're like, oh no. And like, and and they're able to accomplish this whole like roller coaster of emotions without any dialogue. And, uh, well, that's, yeah, it's just, that's the really, that's the bit that is a little unrealistic to me is just like the fact that for the space of the five to seven minute of the episode, we are watching a parent on the top of their game. And like, Mm -hmm. That's that like like you said, Zane, you, you can't keep that up indefinitely. Um, but it is really satisfying to watching a parent be very involved and invested with their kid, and it makes you emotionally invested when you see them yeah. trying with a hundred percent of their gumption to accomplish something, even if that something doesn't particularly matter. Like they communicate how important it is to them. They make you feel that. Yeah, and it's it's helpful when you can tell that the parents understand what they're doing, like that they know, like they're like, okay, this is the good way to teach the lesson. Um, there there are two episodes that I think one handles it really well, one kind of doesn't. Um, the one that handles it well is this uh, magic asparagus where Bluey is not having good manners, and so um, you know, Dad says manners are important. She doesn't get it, and Mom says this is some magic asparagus. It can turn people into animals if you point it at them. And they have a whole, you know, chaotic thing. Clearly, both parents are in on it. Clearly, they're playing along and understand it. And they're showing how chaos can reign if you if you don't uh, have some some sort of rules, some sort of manners. Sure. Um, and so, but because, you know, there's like a winking going on. Like there's, it's playful. It's cooperative. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the episode where it didn't work well was, it was like the pool. And Bandit takes the girls to the pool. And... He's not bringing the boring stuff. He's just bringing the fun stuff mm-hmm. because, like, there was one line where Bluey was like, "I don't want to do that. It's boring." But so much of the episode was just Bandit 
like not being prepared for this situation and messing up. And it didn't feel like he was doing it on purpose to teach a lesson. It feels like he was just a bad sitcom dad. And mm. that's where I, like, that's the kind of thing where I feel like it drops the ball. It doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, it really is like, whoa, I'm not watching Bluey yeah, anymore. Yeah, it states its terms yeah. right out the gate that you were watching competent, caring, careful parents, right? It throws but you th- when it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that that's that's one of the one of the few episodes where you do see Bandit fail, right? Like yeah. he's trying to be number one dad. He wants the kids to think he's the best, and he, he's like a Mister Peanut Butter to, almost. To like, make him, well, like he feels like he always make himself, has to be on. Yeah, but I mean, to make himself seem like you know top dad, he goes, "All right, we're not going to do any of the boring stuff. Let's only have yeah, fun." fun. And then dad. he learns; he's the one who learns the lesson of yeah. the boring stuff is important. When I go see my dad on the weekends, he lets me stay up till midnight. Yeah, <laughs> right. But you know, he learned the lesson of like Chili normally does the hard, the you know the the, the, hard, the stuff yeah. that the kids don't want to do, and you you need to do that like sometimes you just have to put your foot down and be the adult and he learned that lesson so it wasn't so much that he was trying to teach the kids the lesson i think he in that episode he he was he was learning the lesson he thought he could get away with being fun dad yeah and realized that like nope i i i have to be responsible all the time i didn't mind that he learned that he was the one who learned the lesson i minded that it was it didn't feel like it was necessarily on purpose it felt like they had tried to have him being like teaching Bluey something, and they just did a bad job communicating. I, I think it. what you struggled against was not his character writing, but like the finesse of the message. Yes, like the the fact that he stumbled into it. He stepped on a big old uh, sideshow bob rake as opposed to like communicating it a little bit more effectively. I'm sorry, I'm throwing a bunch of different sitcom cartoon references at you, Nick. I hope that we assume you know sideshow bob. It's not yeah. Tripping you up. No, I I I'm. Later Simpsons, the most recent Simpsons, I'm not, I'm not in on, but you know, the oh, heyday good. of the. I, I was big into the Simpsons in the '90s and early 2000s. That, yeah. You're a season 23 man. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think what you were struggling against is not Bandit's character writing because he is. It's not for nothing that he is tasked with to be with the girls most of the time because he's mostly a big kid. Like I would love mm. to, and don't spoil this for me because I don't want my headcanon corrupted here. I want bandit to have gone through most of his life not having the guardrails and having to find them for the first time in the process of raising the kids like it i i I view bluey as bandit's story of growth more or less (laughs) because i don't have have to hope that you learn the lessons before they're old enough to remember things yeah have you seen any of the episodes of the flashbacks of like when bluey when bandit met chili no i haven't did he have a leather jacket and a motorcycle <laughs> uh very similar yeah um it, it basically that kind of thing and um you know he was he was hanging out his brothers were always playing pranks on him and um and and he saw chili at at the beach or something and wanted to ask her out and it was like this big like he didn't have the confidence to do it and um, it's a really good episode, uh, and I don't remember how it comes up or, you know, why they flash back to that, but, um, it really gives a, a good backstory for, for Bandit and sort of how he became, what he used to be like and how he settled into the life he has now. Yeah. It's, um, I, I want to, uh, because we kind of 
Oh, I'm sorry. I totally broke the momentum because I was trying to go back to a thing that I was thinking about two minutes ago. You ever do that? No, I'm a perfect father. All the time. That That is my yeah. life. <laughs> no, clearly. <laughs> it actually kind of reminds me of um, uh, Steven Universe, but like, what if Bandit was a single dad? Like, I feel like he ends up looking a lot like Greg Universe. Like, mm. he's a little bit more of a loser, but he's still caring and like a good, good meaning kind of guy and always super fun. Um, okay, I want to I, I want to refocus. Let's refocus on something. Um, I want to talk about the music and the the audio, uh, specifically <laughs> the music that gets used during the show. Uh, mostly like reimagined renditions of different classical pieces. Yeah, uh, which you know, public domain, baby. Public domain. It, it's what you show your kids because it's like you know wholesome and stuff. But like it's it, it's playful, right? Like they do like the right. little different interpretations of it. What I really enjoy about it is. Um, that the music stops when the fun stops like you know it it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it it very much feels like a game of musical chairs where like we're all having a good time and running around and then bingo is upset by something and the music just breaks immediately um they're at the <laughs> beach they make this 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 bird figure out of sand and a stick mm-hmm. and something and then it gets trampled and bingo looks at it and his crest fallen me- immediately stops like record scratch, fun is over. We have to learn something. Right. Um, yeah, that that episode, man, that one got to me. Oh yeah, because that's not that's not about Bingo. No, it's about right? Bandit. Bandit is, and, and we don't know what Bandit is dealing with. He's upset about we something. We don't. <laughs> and, yeah, and Ch- Chili just keeps telling him to let it go. Again. Like, did Bandit get cancer? Like, what is going <laughs> it looks on? Like he's worried about his job. It's very funny. Or something, to me. yeah. And he, do- and, and he like, doesn't that bring got that to dark. Him, though. He doesn't say it out loud because he's being like a good father and not bringing his work home with him. Like, it's it's great, man. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, back to back to the music. The music, um, yeah. It, it, um, so Lincoln, when we watch it, he never knew, like during the opening credits, he never knew when to say each character's name. Yeah, they, they right? delay because, a little because they delay it, but it's it's it it gets progressively shorter. So I started counting it out with him. Oh, nice! And oh, I was nice. like, so it goes, you know, one, two, three, mom, then one, two, dad, then one, bingo, and then just ba- then just Bluey. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't realize that's very clever. yeah. The, the pause gets one beat shorter every time. Um, so now he counts it. He goes, you know, it, you know, it goes to the the freeze, and it's one, two, three, mom. And he calls yeah. it out together. So that oh, that was great. really fun. It's it's a very simple <coughs> yet effective intro where just like the family is dancing. You get you get to kind of see like how fluid and and versatile the animation is. You see the characters; they get a little bit of personality. And just here's your characters. Here's the name of the show. Off you go. We're, we, it's right. not like it's not like oh we got to introduce this plot with a bunch of aliens and all this stuff. It's just like here you go. Here's a family. You you understand family, right? You've right. seen Double Dare. Yeah, well, like, right. And, and you and you get to see it. like no bells this and is whistles. like no sitcom. Just they, give me the family. Have them playing. And they aren't visibly like gender specific, right? Like I you know can't Bluey really tell. That's not, right? I like, thought I didn't know Bluey was a girl for a long time either. That's a common, they say um, in the show. They're like that's a common, like um, Bandit's brother comes in and is like, oh, Bluey, you're 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 a good little boy. And they're like, I'm a girl. Like, 
Oh right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. That's actually like a common misconception with the with the with the base with the audience base. Like, and I think that it's a mark of quality, like a kind of a feather in their cap that they were able to communicate kid over all else. Like they yes, we, we don't right. have time for genders yet, man. Like they're 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 they're, they're, they're five. Like let well, them grow. and I was just under the assumption that you know the 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 red dogs were the girls and the blue dogs were the boys, right? Like yeah, I thought they were and... doing some sort of Balto and daughter Balto thing. Yeah, gotta learn her name. Though to daughter be fair. <laughs> While we're talking about blue girl dogs, I was way too old when I found out that Blue from Blue's Clues is a girl. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and like, I never picked up on that either. I don't think I ever so recognized maybe I'm that just like, Blue had a gender. Like, that was... Yeah, Steve started dog. saying, where did she go, she, where did she go? And then I was like, she? I didn't realize Blue was a she. Just generic dog, yeah. Um, uh, and you- these are supposed to be uh, Australian cattle dogs, which... They look by blue. my mind the best dog. Mm. I love Australian cattle dogs. Oh yes, they're so cute. Oh, they're so like I'm all about compact. that. They life. have great acoustics. If you ever give one a smack on the belly, great acoustics. <laughs> I love when they do little like dog stereotypes. Um, when they have the different like the terriers and they're just like, yeah. like yapping around, <laughs> uh, and then they have um, the dachshund and like the dachshund just cannot throw a cricket ball, oh, like cannot bowl right. a cricket ball it's at like a, all. It's a great way to do racist humor without being a racist. <laughs> all right, well you had to bring up the R word. I wasn't gonna go there, but uh, I want to mention uh, all of them have good dog names. Uh, mm. Doggy are supposed to have two syllables with. Um, different vowel sounds for the syllables and they all nail that i question the interest i question the wisdom in naming three of the main core cast having a b to start their names yeah. like just in terms of communicating yeah. it to kids that are going to get con- like how many times did nick say bandit instead of bingo like probably eight right right and i don't blame yeah, him for it that's a weird honestly decision. it took me it took me a long time to remember chili's name um, I was yeah. like, "What's the mom's name?" And I, like, she, we went as the healer family. For she's kind of out of focus, so I don't blame you. In terms of uh, animation, I'm not really up to speed with modern kids TV. I don't, you know, I didn't watch Peppa Pig. I don't watch mm-hmm. uh, Paw Patrol for a number of reasons. Um, but this this feels like a higher quality. Is it because you thought I it was like... about a father troll? That's right. Paw Pot Troll. Paw Patrol. Yeah. No, I. I make that joke all the time. Did they no, say Paw Nick, Patrol or Paw Patrol? I made that joke. I'm the original. <laughs> don't fight him on this. <laughs> I stole it from you. I'll, I'll give you the credit. It's not that um, good of a joke. You can have it. <laughs> That's so generous. But they do, like, they do some really interesting things. Like they, they, they have modern technology, right? They have phones. And you'll have a split screen scene where somebody's carrying the phone and walking around and the background shifts behind them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, kind, kind of impressive stuff that, parallax. like, if you didn't do it, we wouldn't notice. No, that, that's that's a thing that kids are dealing with now, you know? Like, FaceTiming yeah. their grandparents. Like, they're going to see the right. backgrounds. Like, it's it's useful addition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's um, all I had. No, it, it is it is high-quality animation. Um, it's very... I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that you hate Phineas and Ferb. Um, Just Ferb. But it's a strong Pop- word. But yeah. <laughs> Dan Poppenmeyer uh, has has a newer show, um, Hempster and Gretel, uh, which we, we also really very much like. Um, if you want to have another episode about that show someday, man, that's that's a fun show. Um, but uh, it's, it, it is. It, it's... It's it's higher tier uh, animation. It's not 
like sort of I'm, I'm trying to think of like just like YouTube quality stuff, I guess yeah, now with flash with, player stuff, yeah. right? Like, like what you can get out of like what is it, Adobe Puppet Master or whatever now? Um, yeah, for what it's worth, that sort it, of anybody can make. It's a step above PowerPoint, right? The animation mm-hmm. was all done in house, from what I can tell, and like that was actually a yeah, big Ludo. kind of to do during COVID because lockdown. Mm-hmm. They only had like three animators who were like kind of providing a skeleton crew, and everyone else worked remotely. Doesn't seem to. Have pre- affected like the the quality of it at all um i'm really impressed by the quality usually stuff made outside the u.s you know you know there are outliers but typically they don't get the same kind of budget and so they tend to suffer in animation quality especially but uh no this 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 is top of the pops to me i I like to think that we're kind of entering an era of like quality children's programming and like Mm-hmm. I, I think that often, like, we, we get taught the lessons of the 80s, which is as long as they can hold focus and sell toys, it's good enough. We're, we're kind of, mm-hmm. I think we're in an era wherein quality can also reach those shows. Like, I can't tell you how many people sung the, sung the praises of Bluey to me. Like, yeah. it's not for nothing. <laughs> it's a, this is, like, even if you don't like the content, quality is, is very obvious across it's all fantastic. these different metrics. I I have a joke that I have to get out of the way before we wrap up. This is also a mark of quality. Like, parts that actually made me laugh out loud. There's this episode, I think, called Pavlova, um, where Bingo wants to eat a slice of cake. Um, First of all, they start off, the mom and dad are playing a board game, and, like, just this very real experience of, it's your turn. I I know. Just checking. Like, that's the dialogue between the two of them. (laughs) Just like, oh, God, these guys have played a board game, man. Um, But uh, Bingo wants to go get a slice of pavlova. Mom says no. So Bingo and Bluey open up, like, a cafe, quote-unquote, and the dad acts as the new chef in the cafe to, like, prevent them from getting the cake. And the way he pretends to be a chef is by saying, is by being French, but he clearly does not remember very much French from his high school French program. So he, he you know, he just gestures to things and says, oh, bonjour. Uh, like, and like someone will they'll say, like, this isn't Pablo. He's like, oh, don't he have a biblioteca? Like, just like <laughs> phrases from the French learning club. I know that's In, Spanish. Independent Except of that was Spanish. Else, right? I know, I know. I couldn't remember the noticed. exact. But it just, oh, bonjour. <laughs> Independent of everything else that's great about the show, the writing, uh, really quality stuff, really um, smart. I think that the The, voice it's it's a great combination, yeah, of the writing, the delivery, and then the animation to go along with it. Like really, like it's the whole package. So smooth, it does. It's so good. I I had to get a couple of episodes under my belt before I got traction, but then it clicked. Yeah, it took it took us a little bit. We, you know, season one came out on on Disney Plus, and. we just, I think it was like a rainy day and we just put it on and my son was just, just laying on, on a mat. Like we, we brought down like a mattress and put it on the floor with the blanket. He just like laid down in the, Cozy. in the, in, in the floor and, and watched it. And we, my wife and I were just doing something else and we were like, this, this is funny. And, uh, <laughs> so we just started sitting down and watching it with him and I have a, we got sucked right in. I have a 300 level parenting question for you about mm-hmm. that. How, how what, what do you do when you want to watch the next episode, but you recognize that you that the kid has watched too many episodes of TV in a row and it needs to stop? <laughs> like, how do you navigate that? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, 
depending on the content, something like Bluey, I don't mind him watching. Um, we we nev- we regulate. You heard it sort here of for, all first, folks. Nick says, "Park the kid in front of the TV." <laughs> yeah, no, anyway, he. Uh, you got to be better with guests. <laughs> back in 2020, uh, before oh, sure. everything happened, we were planning on on going on a road trip in April. Uh, we were gonna. We have a, a camper and a truck. We were gonna drive down to Virginia to go camping um, where the weather was nice in April. And so we bought him an iPad to to watch in the car for the long trip. And uh, obviously that didn't happen, but he still had the iPad. So he has an iPad um, that he has YouTube kids on. And because of, uh, you know, I taught him how to hit the orange microphone and ask for what he wants to watch and get the search results. Uh, Because of the kinds of things he wants to, he's interested in because of the kinds of things I'm interested in. He's asking it for, for, you know, uh, like shows about black holes, about, about astrophysics, (laughs) about planets. Like he, and then he'll come back to me with, with questions about space. And so like, you know, we're, we're monitoring what he's watching and we'll listen. And when he gets into stuff where it's just like, a kid loves Minecraft, uh, and for me, like I, I've got it up on the Xbox that he can play because Minecraft to me is just an unlimited number of Legos I don't have to pay for. Exactly, right? that's a good yeah. point. Um, so I'm fine with him playing back, Minecraft. So doesn't work on me. It's fine, um, but uh, when it comes to screen time. Uh, he's got books and stuff that he's supposed to read for school every week. Like he gets a book and he's supposed to read it 20 times throughout the week. So every time he reads it, he gets a half hour of screen time. Once he finishes all 20 readings, he can have as much screen time as he wants until the next book comes nice. out. I do not. I can't um, wait for the negotiation phase. Yeah, Zane. That's going to be great. Yeah, you are You are kind of um, impending parent parental doom. Uh, like the clock is counting down on to the point where you have to like moderate your kids' media intake. I I can't imagine what that's going to be like. I'm I mean, only allowing do them it. to listen to episodes of the Carton Cast. Night. Oh, that's <laughs> it. You're gonna create a a monster. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like, we do uh, it. Like sometimes I there's a, a there's a game troll. called Teardown. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the game. I've heard of it. Uh, it's a, oh, it's a yeah. it's a voxel based physics simulator where is everything the in, the, in the universe is destructible. Oh, nice! What's that? Is this the one where you have a heist? Uh, so if you're playing the career, yes. Oh, nice <coughs> career mode. If you're in sandbox mode, you just throw pipe bombs and blow stuff. Oh, up. good, wholesome, and just and like he, a real sandbox. He loves it. He runs around with hammers and 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 stuff like that, and he just likes to smash excavators. Or you can drive the excavator and drive it into like everything is is destructible. <clears throat> so he, you know, he earned his screen time with that and basically played it all day. He'd play it for a half hour, read his book, play it for a half hour, read his book. And he spent all day on that. And the next day was an asshole, like a complete oh, yeah. asshole. Um, and we were like, if this is the way you're going to be after you play Teardown all day, you're done with Teardown. And we, I, like, my computer was off limits for the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. like, you can, you can watch your tablet or you can play Minecraft on the Xbox and you are, you're, you're done. Um, and even that, you know, we we're still doing half hour increments. And if, if you don't want to read, then, then you can go, you can play with your toys upstairs. Um, and he does that a lot. He decides, you know, 
video games aren't worth the reading. I'm just going to go play with my trains and cars and whatever. That's and he'll a weird just sit lesson up in his to get, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he'll, uh, he'll just go play with can, his toys then. for hours. No, I mean, um, like, I, I do not... I, I do not envy the um, kind of crippling decision paralysis that I would have in such a situation where, like, I have to choose between my sanity and a teachable moment, like, on a regular basis. You work up to it. I, I understand no, yeah. that, like, it's, it's you know, you, you, you work at it and you get better, and, and like, it just, it, it seems like a Herculean task from somebody who does not have a kid, what it must be like to yeah. try to, like, establish, maintain and alter boundaries as a kid. So you don't alter uh, the boundary. Well, I mean, like, that's, as they that's grow, the presumably thing. you let them get a couple paces out the door before you put the shock collar into into effect, right? <laughs> to some degree, When they yeah. become a teenager, they get to go to the mailbox? Like, I, I don't know how it works, but, like... <laughs> no, you, you, I mean, don't, you don't have to get into a whole a whole philosophy. We do want to be respectful I of apologize. time. I apologize. <laughs> it's just, I'm interested in... No, but, in, I mean, basically, yeah. the, way, you know, the way it comes, to, comes down to is, is the kid's... The kid learns, like, uh, I will, I'm very much of the mindset of, like, I will empower you to make your own mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but there's sometimes when daddy says something, you just got to listen. And I will count to three. And if, when I get to three, you are going in your room for five minutes. I- I've seen our no toys. older brother do this as well. It's... and. And you just stick to it, and it sucks for the first little while. But then they realize that, like, I'm not like they will push it. They'll push the limit. Yeah. You'll you'll go one. They'll stand there. You go two. They have to view it stand like gravity. There. Yeah. But you have to get three, and we're done. There's no two and a half. There's yep, no two yep. and three quarters. It's three, and we're done. And God, it is just like teaching. <laughs> it is, and and you you do that a couple dozen times. And you never get to three again. Once in a while, they'll see, does three still do this? Nice. And you have yeah. to be in just it, to check. It has to happen every single time. But the, the boundary isn't, you're, it, it's, it's no longer a part of your sanity, right? You've externalized but, you know, it. Yeah. I, right, and I want to give him the opportunity to fail at something. And, and you know, there's some times where I'll, I, I forget what some examples were. But, you know, he wasn't allowed to do something. And I said, let's let him, we've, we have to tell him, you know, you, you can play Xbox until the timer, until, you know, until the Google tells you to stop. And then you have to turn it off. And Ooh. I will set the timer and I'll say, have at it. And when the timer goes off, I give him the opportunity to fail at that. Mm, and that's more great. often than not. He does. He does not disappoint me. Very nice. That's great, man. And, and because, like, and it's not like because he's afraid to. It's be, like I am trying to raise somebody who makes the right decision because it's the right decision, not because he's going to get in trouble if he doesn't. Right, making a decision. Can I, can I? Yeah. Can I give you the highest compliment that one father can give to another? I you're so. you're already <laughs> banded. Ooh. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Bandit to your father. All right, um, I've, I've won, guys. I'm I'm out. <laughs> You've won the Carton um, cast. Congratulations. But yeah, um, but thank you, thank you for your wisdom, man. Like I, I really appreciate. It. I know we don't know each other super well, but like it's really empowering to hear like the stumbles and the pitfalls and the goals and like um, 
and to hear it in the context of this show, which which I was not planning on watching other than for this, and now I, yeah. I really want to more. Yeah. I will say the one thing, the bi- the biggest thing, you know, b- between me and my life and that bandit and Chili have going on is I have an amazing partner. Like we obviously we're we're married, we're in love, but like our partnership is something that I don't see in most relationships that I know. Humble and brain. bandit and Chili have. It, I'm incredibly lucky. Like I stumbled <laughs> upon a winner, um, but uh, like Bandit and Chili have a partnership that you just don't find, um, mm-hmm. and and all of this stuff is infinitely easier when you have a teammate who's on the same page as you a hundred percent of the time. It's, it's you against the problem. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I um, literally cannot pretty... fathom what it would be like. Zane, you you told me before. You don't know. You you cannot fathom the life that like a single parent or a parent who's just like not in a good relationship would would yeah. struggle with and like you aren't even at like bingo age territory yet so i only imagine that that becomes clearer and more profound as the kid ages about how much you respect your partner and rely on them yeah it gets well, easier we... as the kid gets older yeah it, well, gents, it, we've we've gotten serious again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe we cut <laughs> we in about a half hour out. earlier when we were talking about what was it? Nick, I can't wait for you to go and listen to any other episode and be like, "Oh, these guys are normally assholes." This is I. Yeah. They let me do a serious, like, meaningful thing. Great. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to take it down a. You. You. you a, this down. is what we needed for this. This. Uh, no, I like it. <laughs> this this podcast wanna, wanna might actually get shared somewhere. We usually just come across as communist sympathizers, but the good kind. Yes, the good kind. Uh, uh, I appreciate you. The good kind this of sympathizer. The good kind of communism. I want to know. How this hits as your kid grows, and if you like put it, do you put? I want you to put this on the shelf of like five to ten curated. These are kids' cartoons I want to watch with my kid when the kid is ready. Like I, okay. I want, I want that to be like, I, I want to know what that shelf looks like, and I hope it's right up there with Dino Trucks. No, Zane, uh... you've ruined it. I'm calling uh, <laughs> child Story health bots. services. I'm gonna call child self health services, and, and I'll just be like. Zane's not a fit father and they'll be like what do you mean dino trucks I understand okay we'll send someone out there right away <laughs> they're dinosaurs who are trucks I don't, I don't Nick, know why thanks I for coming on to, to our again. show uh, this is- yeah you're very welcome I, I really appreciate you having me uh, if you haven't seen it watch it if you've got Disney Plus if you've got there's, it's on YouTube if you're not a parent watch it it's, it still goes down, just goes down smooth. It's still it, quality, is the thing. It's it's so good. Mm. It, it hits parents harder, but it is not a kid show. It, it for the same reason I will always I will die on the hill that Walt Disney World is not a children's park. It's <laughs> it's an adults park that children right. are invited to, unlike Six Flag, which is an adults park that children are very much not invited to. As far as I can um, tell, it's just that eighty year old guy dancing. Six Flags. Oh. Vangelbus, oh, yeah. Let's put, let's rip, put that rip at the that intro. guy. I'm sure he's dead with old Yeller and Don't the original air <laughs> Uh No, but if you haven't seen Bluey, check it out. Um, it's good. It, it's it's definitely it's, worth it. It's it's absolutely worth the hype. It's it's um, right up there with a goofy movie on our uh, how to be an effective father pantheon of cartoondom. Um, mm. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming on. Um, and uh, let's do some let's do some outro. Uh, Zane, what are we doing next time? Ben, we are continuing to watch 
shows that are for kids that are actually for adults. And this one is from way back when. This is Rocky and or Bullwinkle. And uh, we're going to have Phil on for that. Oh, it's time oh, for a winkle. That sounds fantastic. Our, our good boy, Phil. Oh, my God. He's such a I good boy. I can't think of a better name than Bullwinkle. Uh, Bandit. Ooh, Shit, ni- nicely right. done. <laughs> way to keep it topical. Spin-off. Let's do it. Uh... Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to suggest a show or have a comment on VeggieTales or The Bullwinkle, uh, go to, uh, to fancybat.com slash cartoncast where you can leave a comment or suggest a show. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out and it validates our existence. And more than anything else, play with your damn kids. Yes. Uh, and Nick, do you have anything to plug? Any internet presence? Anything people should check out? Uh, not at the moment. I am in the process of uh, writing and producing a film for the Maine International Film Festival, but I don't have a lot of details I can share about that at this moment. Okay. Um, when you get them, feel but free to like, let us know, and we can throw a link in the show notes uh, so that we have yeah. a reference in perpetuity. For 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 sure, I appreciate that. But definitely check out the Maine International Film Festival. Um, it's coming up in June, I think. It's Maine um, and international. Main International Film Festival, they're, MIFF. They're planning to, they're planning so to secede, Ben. Nice! <laughs> it's an international film <laughs> festival hosted in Maine. It's basically um, May Hampshire. Sundance. We, we gave you a shot. <laughs> it's not working it's out. It's not working out, fam. We, we want to be our own time zone, and this is the only way to do it. 